You're listening to another episode of A Lady and Some Dudes Podcast. Hey, 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 welcome back to another episode of A Lady and Some Dudes Podcast. I'm your host, Akisha, and this is our NFL segment. We have a lot to talk about today. First off, Justin Fields, his stock has drop and he has been like the pinata that everybody wants to beat up on I don't want to say the other word because it can be misinterpreted but yeah everybody's beating up on poor little Justin what's the problem the problem is we still have a narrative of racism behind a black quarterback situation that's the key problem mm-hmm. um this kid is proven played at the highest level at Ohio State Mm-hmm. Um, he was a number two prospect. I think when they both came out of high school between him and Trevor Lawrence, mm-hmm. and he's always been recognized for his ability, his size, 6'3", can throw all the passes on the field, can run. I think he just ran a 4-4-40. Um, the tape looks good on him. He's a winner um, for his record. He was a number three as far as the Heisman, the Heisman uh, runner-up. So now it's a matter of, to me, can this brother lead a franchise? Or do I want him to be the face of my franchise? Because you got you got guys that's being compared to him, uh, Wilson, BYU. Who does he play against? Like you, you they're giving him credit as a number two overall quarterback because of him and his pro day playing against nobody, making throws in the air, you know, against no competition. So for me, it, it doesn't make sense for um, always to be a narrative surrounded by a black quarterback like Lamar Jackson. When you think about him, he got drafted at the end of the first round and he became an MVP of the NFL. So it's like, how does how does how does players like that slip? Russell Wilson, he goes like third round. He's an NFL MVP as well. So I'm sick of that that narrative uh, surrounding the black quarterback, and I feel like this is this is kind of the same thing. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting because someone like Mac Jones is like, he's kind of jack draft boards. I'm like, bro, I mean, yeah, he played for Alabama, but he doesn't seem like an elite prospect to me as much. But he's he's just shooting up the draft boards and people are saying he seems like a better fit for San Francisco. I mean, but let's be honest, right? I mean, talent evaluators in the draft are, are wrong consistently. I mean, let's think about how many guys draft uh, miss on the half a billion dollar man, right? But to make it even worse, Chicago drafted that um, – what's my boy's name in Chicago? Not Nick Foles. The, Trubisky. Um, Trubisky. Mitch Trubisky. I think Chicago probably will kick themselves for the rest, rest of their existence about missing on that that pick. Uh, so – oh, he's, and he's a Bill now. So, um, yeah, I mean, Justin Fields seems to be a top player. Uh, but let's see – now, I hate to – I hate to include this guy because he actually ended up being a bus, but Gino, Gino, Gino Smith, right? He was seen as like the top prospect of the draft. All of a sudden he's lazy. He's arrogant. It, 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 it always gets away from the root issue of talent and reverts to things outside of talent. Oh, his work ethic didn't seem as strong in these workouts. Oh, this is what's going on. Oh, you know, Get out the way. Like, let this man be great. I, I, I'm pulled for just, Justin Fields. Uh, I hope it doesn't drop too far. 
but I'll be interested to see at pick 12, if he drops that far, what, 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 what my team decides to do. Um, despite all these chatter and you, we all understand teams will put out negative things so that they hopefully their prospect could drop or they could disrupt the whole draft. So I'm not taking it too lightly um, or the beating up. I just think that teams are trying to position themselves just to get him as close as possible, you know, to, to, to the draft draft so he could drop. So I'm not surprised. And, you know, everyone's going to have bias. And so I'm interested to see where he lands and the system he lands in, you know. So that, that would generally tell you, okay, was this team really trying to hold back? Um, was the team ahead of him and so forth? But I hope, I really hope that Philadelphia don't get him. I really don't. But to lose and to just the six seed to drop to twelve and cause I hope y'all get nobody. I hope what y'all do find we every have single, to do with this, Phil? Every single bus. I'll say this. I'll say this. Okay. Every single bus. Giants need to draft Justin Fields. I'll tell you that much. Giants need to draft Justin Fields. That Justin Fields. Uh, stay away from Philadelphia. Tip tap. They tip, don't, tap tip tap. Tip tap. Tip tap. It on the floor. Stay away. They don't want to win. They didn't have. They don't have a heart a champion. They don't even know what's going on. Organization, stay away from them. I hope they get the nearest bus and <laughs> and champion that losing streak. So I'm a little bit on Phil's side, just a little bit because I've been having this conversation this week, and I'm like, bro, he has tape, dude. The dude has been to the college football uh, playoffs back to back years, got to a national championship, but lost like. There is no way that he should just drop like that because all year, oh, he's the second best player in the draft. Oh, it's Trevor Lawrence and then it's everyone else. But I would say it's Lawrence, Fields, and then everyone else. Then you have Zach Wilson, who they talk about. BYU don't play nobody. Then you got Trey Lance. He's a black quarterback, so I'm not knocking him. He's played in North Dakota State, but who have you played? Um, Also... I mean, Mac Jones, like at first they was like, Mac Jones, he's a later round pick. And all of a sudden now you hear and he's like, he might be top five. So it's, it's really interesting. I'm really just thinking that a lot of these, these scouts and evaluators are just playing poker. And we just going to see who, who's the one who's going to show their hand first. And I really that's, think that's what that's going to come down to ultimately, because I mean, unless it's just a, a player, you just know that you want. Like for certain, like, okay, if the 49ers have came out and, and been vocal saying we're not taking Justin Fields. So that just leaves it open for everyone else. So it's it's interesting to see how that plays out. I think the 49ers are going to grab him. I really do. I think 49ers are going to grab him. And fodder is just put out there. So smoke screen, anything. So I think the 49ers is really going to grab him. They'd be a fool not to if he's a My question would be, why did they, why did they do the same thing with the white quarterback, though? That's what I was going to say. Like, this is damaging, though. They, this is some damaging stuff to say and to assume. So the smoke screen, okay, I get it. But I don't. I can't just let my guard down and think, oh, this is something innocent. I'm for. They always doing it to the black people, man. I, I mean, like BYU. Mac Jones had a D D uh, DUI, right? Um, mm-hmm. uh, Wilson. It's plenty of things you can say about him and his play throughout the year, but it's like it's always 
oh man, Justin Fields, that bless you. Oh, Justin Fields can't read. He can't get to his third read. You know what I'm saying? It's like always this, these things that kind of talk about the cerebral effect of black mm -hmm. quarterbacks. That's really irking. It's irritating to me. Because like I've seen like recently they said, okay, yeah, one of the knocks is that, um, you know, when he reads the defense, he doesn't read the defense well. He always locks in on his first receiver. I'm like, the wins don't show that. Like the, the wins versus losses don't show that's, that that's an accurate narrative. And his numbers are just about or better than the, the overall pick, um, number one pick was Trevor Lawrence. So he's right. the closest thing to that. So I'm like, why is he the one getting all the negativity? Because I think the Jets are on record saying they're going after Wilson. So number two uh, is BYU Wilson. And I don't understand how he just got the catapult of Justin, Justin Fields. It doesn't make sense to me. I agree race plays the part. Mm -hmm. and But I agree. And that's disgusting. And this has happened over the years, you know, with McNair and and um, can't remember, Moon, War Moon. And we've seen it time and time again. When, Lamar, say it, Phil. Sorry. The running back quarterback, Lamar. Right. And it's not justifiable. It's disrespectful. It's disgusting. They all should be on the level playing field mm -hmm. and judge on the same thing. But as, as but executives will use every means necessary to play poker, like Alan said, and we know it'll stick better because the negative connotation that's given to quarterbacks to get to the move to, to get to that draft. I won't be surprised if it's the Eagles saying something like that. I'm not saying just because just to have them drop or, 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 or other organizations to have them drop it stick better. And it's, and, and it's on his back to allow him to drop it, Literally, We know the numbers. We see him play. He is probably to me, the best quarterback, not second, the best quarterback in the draft to me. That's my opinion based upon what he have done and how he's won and how he's progressed at Ohio State. But they said Trevor Lawrence, how could you get him to, to drop? You got to say negative things. Mm, well, while they're throwing up smoke screens and trying to make people look bad, y'all have Uncle Grandpa over here, Tom Brady, <laughs> complaining and getting all upset about this New Jersey, <laughs> this New Jersey rule. And he's been tweeting some real just disgruntled stuff good luck trying to block the right people now this is going to make for a lot of bad football <laughs> all of this stuff is just unnecessary why not let the linemen wear whatever they want to why not have <laughs> colored jersey why not wear the same number this is dumb okay tommy <laughs> what's going on with tommy is this a big deal i i've never played football so colored jerseys would be great for me but why is this such a problem you know who uh, Tom Brady sounds like to me? Kevin Durant. <laughs> Kevin Durant back in the, like back when he was in like OKC and like he would always be complaining about something. But, like bro, like it's not that big of a deal. What? So I mean, I think it's just a, a you know sometimes you get to, in a point in your life where you just like things the way they are. Yeah. You like, he doesn't like change. He's <laughs> he's yelling at the NFL. Get off my lawn! Get yeah. off my lawn! <laughs> he definitely is somebody's grandfather. I don't see the big deal. I really don't. I'm looking at the previous number, previous and new rules. So the NFL always had, you know, rules for numbers. It's just that they allowed expanded, right? They're just expanded it. So for one big rule, the wide receivers were uh, allowed from numbers 10 to 19 mm -hmm. and 80 to 89. Mm -hmm. Now the wide receivers tight end 
and uh, running backs all get to have one to 49 and 89 to nine. Okay. So you're telling me that, you know, you're telling me that the whole premise of the Jersey change is going to mess up you and to defend. I think you're going to know what numbers these players are going to wear at the start of the season. And you know, their name, unless you don't know their name, you'll know what they'll be able to do. I played football for one year, one year. And it was, it was, it was, uh, it was horrible for me. We won the championship. <laughs> it was great, but I was injured. I was skinny and frail. But all I knew was this as a defender, if I was a safety and all I knew as a defender, if that person caught the ball, I was the last line defense and that's it. Right. I don't know how Tom Brady's going to get confused. Last year, he was 49. This year, he's 48. He's not going to get confused. So I agree. It's grandpa. Get off my lawn. Tom, <laughs> calm down. Calm down. Enjoy your championship. How do you get confused? Here's the thing, right? He says uh, it's going to make for a lot of bad football trying to figure out how to block. Dude, you're wearing different colored jerseys. <laughs> like, so... I don't see the problem with everything. It's almost like, come on, man. You're starting to sound like like Brett Favre just a little bit. Like, you're starting to complain about just, like, dumb stuff. Well, I don't like the fact that they're changing the the numbers. Who cares, dude? And plus, for from what I read, if you have – if you're going to change your number or whatever, like, you have to buy, like, the whole inventory. So, I mean – I don't really see a problem with the numbers changing. I mean, shoot, what if a defensive back want to wear the number two? What if a lineman want to wear the number 10? Like, I don't really see, I don't really see the issue with that. I mean, you're like Phil said, you're going to know what their number is by the time it started the season. Just watch film. I mean, you've done this for like, what, almost 21 years now? Just watch film. You'll see who's wearing what. It's not that hard. See, I think, I think this is more so like an insight into how he approached the game. So I feel like he uses this thing as a competitive advantage because he's complaining about it. So for like, if I could just make a small example, if he's playing at the quarterback position, he knows if he doesn't know every player on the team, he knows how to find a mismatch if his running back's coming out the the backfield and a 58 is following his running back out to the backfield opposed to a number 22 because one is a linebacker and one is a safety. So I guess from a competitive advantage standpoint, he now looks at it like it's a disadvantage for him being a quarterback because now um, he has to really know who the players are versus he can tell by the numbers of Jersey lineups and mess and mess and, and mismatches. So I, I'm thinking that's the only thing because it, it wouldn't be no, to me, he's not like a, just a, a silly old man. That's like a silly old man comment. I think this has to affect the way he approaches the game somewhat. And that's the reason why I think he's complaining. Because you mean complaining after a championship too? Come on. Even even this though, you can tell by the body type. Yeah. They I'm, look bigger. Like you can tell the difference between a nickelback, a, a DL, and a linebacker. Like you can tell. Like it's I, not like, Can you know? I mean, can, can Chancellor look like a lot of these linebackers like right now? He looked like I a mean, lot of these I linebackers. Mean, but Phil like, said he played safety, and I knew he was gonna say kicker, so <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I can't tell. I'm, I'm just trying to give him the, the only thing I can see that's logical about what he's saying would be that. That's all I'm saying. I'm not saying I agree with him. But the NFL, it's more organized now. And that's the thing. It's more organized. Before they had, you know, literally anybody could have anything. But they had rules. You know, they had certain amount of numbers. All they just said is they shorten it and so forth. So 
the the tight end has to pick these numbers. His name is not going to change. <laughs> his his face is not going to change. You have to learn the names now a little more. And what there's about ten new players a year, ten to twelve new players a year on different teams. So it's to me, it still sounds like get off my mm-hmm. lawn. You, you, I know I'm Tom Brady and I is about the same age. I think I'm a year no, I'm a year older than him. And yes, our memory do lapse, and we love, you know things and regiments and consistency and so forth and you, you know flopping, every right? morning flip i have that. <laughs> yeah is it, and, and and just like the eagles who's trash no. you know you know it's the things he's done consistently so that's about it it's just bothered that he has to now do the extra mile extra work but reality is not like saying they change the position they're adding somebody new uh, you know the tuck rule you know don't worry um don't worry um tom brady eli is not coming back so you're safe. You can win another ring. Here's the thing. Tom be like, man, I thought it was 2004. I forgot it was 2022. I got confused when I threw the ball. I thought it was a linebacker, man. <laughs> oh, bless his heart. Tom is just getting closer to retirement, and he just likes things the way that they are. But <clears throat> even though he doesn't like change, we know that he doesn't like change. But how about this Orlando Brown Jr., Orlando Brown Jr. trade? I don't know. Is that a is that a winning trade? Is that a losing trade? Is that a what the heck was everybody thinking trade? Like what are we what are we thinking about this? I think it's a win for um Kansas City. I think it's a win mm-hmm. for Kansas City. Um actually I'll say it's like I think it's even, you know, because they gave up a first round pick for Brown, right? But their first round pick is a second round pick because their first round pick is like number 31. So it's not like uh, it's a, a first-round pick like everybody else first-round pick, top 15 or something like that, or the people that's had, like, the lottery-type first-round picks. Mm-hmm. So I think it's a win um, because they got rid of – I could be wrong. Somebody can correct me. I think they got rid of both their offensive tackles for um, for uh, Kansas City, and one of them was – they both were hurt throughout the year, and they didn't play in the championship game. So that was a very valuable position, especially if you got the best quarterback in the league. He has to be protected. So if you protect him and you only give up that 31st pick in the first round, I have absolutely no problem with that with that trade. And I feel like it's a win for uh, both teams because they got a lot of draft capital back for the Ravens and um, Kansas City get to get to protect their number one asset. I think it's a win for, you know, like, if it was like the Giants, it'd be a lose because they can't draft. But um, seeing how or uh, seeing how the the Ravens are a good franchise, and you know Ozzie Smith is a good good at drafting, uh, I think they're gonna they're gonna capitalize on it because in essence they're adding. They got a a like Kelvin said, it's really a second round pick, but still they get two first round two first round value. Then they get a third round pick. So they have two third round picks. Then they. Then they'll have uh, uh, a, a fourth round pick and a fifth round pick. So Ozzy is gone. You're right. Uh, I'm trying to think. Well, they have a good history of drafting, regardless. They have a good history of drafting. And I think they will capitalize on um, this opportunity. Uh, and I think move themselves in position to add a lot of draft capital so to build around their franchise quarterback. This is a, a win for Baltimore. We know Baltimore. The Baltimore's not gonna sign no free agent wide receivers. 
So they have adequate picks to go find one. Nobody wants, no receiver wants to play with Lamar. They know because the ball is not coming to them, uh, unless there's a desperate need and so forth. So, yeah, uh, it's a. I'm gonna let me st- um, step back. It's a win win for both. Kansas City gets their um their line um their 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 um their their, their man and a position that needs to be filled, and Baltimore get picks to hopefully find a draft and maybe pick up a a, a backup quarterback. You know, <laughs> so they need to fill in that offensive line and. Well, the offense line don't have time to block because their quarterback runs. So, so hopefully, uh, Baltimore can get that that wide receiver in the draft this year, and 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 or more, you know, blockers because that's what you're gonna do for the ball. You're just gonna block for him, and you may get a casual throw. So it's a win-win at both ends. I say, I mean, I think I agree with, um, for the most part, with everyone that it is a win for the Chiefs and the Raven, uh, the Chiefs releasing Eric Fisher and I can't remember the other tackle's name because I know they recently signed another tackle and now they're adding him so now they have more depth at those positions because that's where they were definitely being killed at um, in the Super Bowl and then moving forward uh, with Baltimore this is the opportunity for them to finally build around Lamar like this is a deep receiver draft And so now you're going to have the opportunity to actually bring in a receiver and what other pieces you may need. I mean, they're pretty solid at the tight end spot. They're probably going to, believe it or not, Phil, they might end up getting another running back after letting Mark Ingram grow. So don't be surprised if they do get another running back. And then defensively, they've always been stout. So I don't really see any needs that they need to fill on that side of the ball. It's more like understanding like their GM said this week oh, it's not on Lamar, it's on the receivers, or maybe I got that backwards, I don't remember. But um, basically, it's they need to be able to build around him. Like, Lamar is capable of making throws. It's just... You don't want to. No, he needs a go-to guy. Like, they just got Sammy Watkins, but Sammy Watkins isn't that guy from Clemson anymore. Um, They need a guy that he can legitimately go to, but normally that's their tight ends. So um, this is the time for them to actually build around him. So I think it's a win for both sides because, I mean, the Chiefs, all the Chiefs really need to do is just build their defense, to be honest, and then they'll be straight. (laughs) I mean, that's really all it really comes down to, but I think it's even for both sides. And it looks like, well, y'all, you know, Lamar Jackson, we hear a lot about him. And I know that Phil loves him dearly. With this top 25 under 25 list, (laughs) I see a lot of discrepancies. Lamar Jackson is number one and Saquon Barkley is 25. Like, okay, who should be moved up? Who should be just not in this 25 at all? Who do you think? Or who did they omit that should have been included? Saquon Barkley should not be in the top 25. Barkley and Lamar plays the same position. So I would allow Lamar because he won an MVP. He could be number one and Shaquan should be number two or three. They play the same position. You know, they have almost, well, Shaquan have a little more running yards than him, but he got injured last year, the previous year. They both are thousand yards rushers. So why not disrespect? How, how many, how many uh, passing yards Saquon had over his career? And throwing touchdowns. Listen, 
Oh, I'm listening. <laughs> I'm listening. Somebody go next. I don't want to eat them. Oh, yeah, I think so. Bad. I think you – I mean, because it feels to say some nonsense right here. He acting like this guy's not throwing touchdown passes, like he's not throwing the ball at all. Um, this list has a lot of holes in it. I really feel like Christian McCaffrey was a little – I think he should be up further in the list. I feel like um, Lamar is good where he's at. But you always see the the bias toward the quarterbacks. It's a funny thing. You always see the quarterbacks always at the top of these lists. Um, that's interesting to me. But I will say this. I do think Saquon – um, will be um, or should be top 10. Just if we just do it based on talent, because um, Saquon is, is, a, is a generational talent. So I, even though he's on, he's on Giants, you know, I'm going to give him his props. I do think uh, Saquon shouldn't have made the list technically, right? Because he hasn't been available. But that just goes to show how good he is as a player that he still can make the list, even though he missed like two years of football. Yeah, I mean, in all seriousness, you know, Saquon Barkley is one of the best running backs. We, 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 he's probably the best draft prospect since since Zeke, and I think he arguably is probably better than Zeke long term. Um, but uh, what is interesting to me, I, I feel as if Justin Jefferson's too low. I actually put Justin Jefferson above DK Metcalf. Now, D, now DK is a beast. I mean, no, 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 taking away from DK, but Justin Jefferson put together you know the best working season of your life and. You know, he could be Blake Griffin. He could have played. This could be the best he'll ever be. But at the same time, you know, with players like like this, when you have a rookie season like that, you have to anticipate he's going to get better. You have to anticipate he's is going to be a leap. I mean, he put up numbers like 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 he's Randy Moss. So shout out to Justin Jefferson. Uh, he should be higher on the list, and Justin Herbert should be down further. Thank you for saying that because um, I went viral on Twitter saying that Justin Jefferson got robbed and all the San Diego fans come running at me and my mentions about it. I said, I ain't say the guy wasn't good. I mean, Justin Jefferson, I mean, hey, I mean, I'm an LSU guy. Like, what you expect? I feel like Devin Bush is too high. Kitchen McCaffrey definitely needs to be closer to top five. Um this list is terrible, man. We can't look. We can't look at Bleacher Report no more when it comes to these lists because, man, I know it's it's very cloudy in that room when they be coming up with this list. Um, when I look at majority of like the players on this list, like even to me, Joe Burrow, I feel like he should be higher. Like he was going to be Rookie of the Year before he got hurt. To be honest, if we really want to be honest. Um, this list is just, it's a lot of holes in this list, like Kelvin said, man, because if, you, if you're talking about, like, talent, a lot of these are, I would say, maybe close to accurate. Um, I probably would push DK Metcalf down just a little bit. Um, I'm aware of Jair Alexander, but I don't feel like he's, like, that guy that, that's just going to get you. He's not Marcus Lattimore. Let's put it that way, because Marcus Lattimore is definitely in the 20s. And Marcus Lattimore has been like one of the best corners like in the league for the past few seasons. So I'm kind of like confused as to why. <laughs> Yo, I'm seeing your message. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, man, it's, this list is just terrible. It's burn it. Like KG said, take this list. I want you to burn it. All of it. 
no ash, no nothing. Burn it. Get rid of it. That's how I feel about this list right now. The only thing I'll give them they got right was the number one. If that's it. Look at Chase Young, number Whoa. seven. Come on. Phil, can you say that again? Say yes, that again? Lamar, they got that right. They got the running back, the correct running back on this list, number one. He won the MVP. You're a racist. You're a racist. <laughs> <laughs> he won the MVP. You're in a racist. So, I, I agree. This running back slash quarterback is number one. I'll give him that. Everything else, come on, Chase Young. Look at number seven. He should be higher. Look at that. You know, I agree with you with Justin um, Jefferson. I agree with you with this. This is a hot mess. Everything else should be burned. Read you know what? Bleacher Report, you're fired. Don't I mean, I, I was looking at again. what they were going off of, though. They were going off of per game productivity. That was that was weighed slightly higher than overall numbers. Then their potential, each player's potential was of consideration and their positions. Okay, well. I might actually put uh, Josh Allen at number one, for top five, uh, top 25 on 25. I mean, the season he just put together was spectacular, um, more productive than than Lamar Jackson. I mean, I think obviously Lamar Jackson has an athleticism edge, but Josh Allen ain't no slouch. He, he He's big, physical, strong. Uh, he can move, move the pocket. He can, you know, you don't want him to run a lot, but he, he can get some extra yards on the ground. Uh, I mean, he looked like what we thought Wentz was going to be, right? I mean, so uh, if he can do it again, and 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 let's be honest, Buffalo is loaded. That's going to yeah. be a good division rivalry for years to come. But I give the uh, I give the hedge over Lamar because he won the MVP, right? You have to count that as towards a, a crown or a high achievement of the NFL, and that's not an easy task to do, you know. So he won an MVP. Um, he won a playoff game, right? And he done this under three years. And what, just, just, um, Josh Allen is what, four years, four, four or five years? They came at the same time? I don't think they came at the same time. But, you know, yes, uh, Buffalo is a loaded This is team. year two for Josh Allen, right? I think it's three. Oh, three. They came at the same time. And in that three-year span, Lamar did more for the NFL in a sense. So, so I agree, Josh is no slouch. And we, we should have, he should have been considered for the MVP Last um, this past season, for what he had done, of course, um, and Rogers won that rightfully deserved. So, but this list, like I said, and they should just burn this list and bleach report. Report you lost your card. Um, this is horrible. This list, you know, you know, based upon what you weighed and so forth. Please come on. And to be honest, like, oh, oh sorry, Alan. To be honest, just, just, just to say this. I feel like it's a lot more easier to make basketball lists than it is to make football lists. Yeah. <laughs> it's tough. I mean, different positions, uh, different different type of value, different type of impact on the field. You know what I'm saying? So it's, it's, it's way tougher. Right. So I'm not be so hard on them. Yeah, it's, it's, I ain't going to be so hard on them, but but I don't like the list either. But just to be fair, it's, it's a lot tougher to make these lists. But wouldn't it be more efficient if they did it like by position? quarterbacks top five running backs top five like i feel like that would be easier to measure and you won't be all over the place because or, or just defense versus offense too defense like, versus right, offense. right right yeah. right yeah like what i don't even understand how you put a center on the top 25 under 25 I, I just can't understand how having a center be a top 25 or 25 just because i mean and not to say centers are important the offensive line is important but it's just like okay how do you measure productivity for those like 
You right. know what I'm saying? Like, especially when when you think about cornerbacks, right? You talk about productivity, but what if he ain't throwing my way because I'm shutting him down? So how do you really measure that? And that's and that's really like like Kelvin was saying, like it's hard to do it, but I'm like, when it comes to productivity, mm-hmm. if he ain't throwing my way, like remember, like when uh why is your name leaving my head? Richard Sherman was in Seattle. How would they have rated him back then? Because right. when I remember when Green Bay played Seattle, I think uh Aaron Rodgers threw the ball his direction like one time the whole game. So how are you how are you gonna measure productivity when you're shutting down a corner of the field? I mean, does that mean it goes down or does it mean that, you know what I'm saying? Like, what if they do throw my way, but then he get no catches? But he does get catches, but he doesn't get catches, but they're not throwing my way. So, like, how exactly are you what are the factors that come into the matter whenever you come up with these type of decisions? Right. And they don't have no kickers on here, punters. They save lives. I don't know why <laughs> they didn't even include them. That's a shame. I'm, where is Bleacher? I'm about to write them a letter or email them. I don't see no feedback for them, but. And the important thing is we got to remember, Bleacher Report is made up of everyday like Joes. Like they're not like. Probably not even athletic. <laughs> right, 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 right. Like It's like Skip Bayless, except for less professional. <laughs> Skip Bayless is my dude. <laughs> oh my God. But let's, can we note this though? And I, and I feel like I, I should be the one to note this. I see no eagles on this list. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> keep that list. Let's keep that list. Let's keep that you know list. Man. See, you know. I'm just looking for one. And I'm like, that was going to get in on here somewhere. They all got shot down. <laughs> we don't got one person on the list, man. Goodness. Well, well you, you forget. It should have been Justin Jefferson, but how he blew that. <laughs> right, right. But goodness, Ev is five. If this is like, what is it, under 25? Yeah, under 25. Like that's, that's, that's a statement towards your organization. If you don't have one player on this list. Yeah. In the average age of... And, and no one to argue that they should be on the list. Like, we don't even be like, well, you should have had... Like, well, you know. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> you know what makes that even sad? The average age of an NFL player on a roster is 26 point... 26, about 26 and a half years old. So more than 50%. So that means that the A... Yeah, should have at least one. Because yeah, I should I have at least agree. run out of it. We'll agree. See, I, see, listen. I, I, oh I well, yeah, trash. <laughs> see, I'm not like you, man. I'm well, well, hey, hey, you can make a case. You can make a case for our running back being all there. Miles, Miles Sanders. Miles Sanders. He's, he's, not he's not 25. He's year two, probably like 23, 24. Never heard of him. Oh, you saw him though. You saw him. <laughs> well, you saw the back of his jersey for sure. <laughs> So, I mean, you can make a case for Miles Sanders, especially over someone like Frank Ragnow. Uh, but, I mean, you're right. I mean, but you think about it. Eagles are an old organization. Eagles have, ref- and I don't want to make the Eagles show, but they refuse to rebuild. They keep saying we're going to rebuild, and they keep, they keep the same players. So, you know, hopefully, hopefully uh, Jalen Hurts or Justin Fields <laughs> makes this list next year. All right, so... That's the end of our NFL episode. Thank you all for listening. Talk to you next time. Bye. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of A Lady and Some Dudes. Please remember to follow us, like, share. We are on Facebook and Instagram. Our Facebook handle is at a lady and that is the and sign, some dudes. 
our handle on Instagram is a lady and some dudes. Everything is spelled out. So that's a lady, A and D, some dudes. Until next time. Thank you.